Welcome, everybody, to another weekly roundup with Ricky. This is episode 34. And I can't tell you how excited I am for everything I have for you today because those of uh, everybody that's not able to attend live will soon realize the opportunity they missed out on because there's a lot to be discussed, both on our project perspective and the market perspective. So let's get started with our project updates. The first thing on the agenda today is to talk about our discussions with our notary. Um, so we have officially signed the instrumentation uh, with our notary last Friday. Our notary said that it usually takes about 10 days following this procedure for a company to be officially established. So the good thing about this is once everything is done and the company is registered, everybody in the Leon family and in the world will be able to check the company information, things like the associates, the capital, the goals, etc., on the Swiss Chamber of Commerce website and the link is going to be shared in the server once those uh, once that piece of information is live and when we're officially registered which could be officially at any time at this point um so something more about our notary and this was some insights that um, alex antonia shared with me uh, previous to acquiring his company um, our notary was a lawyer for Lenz and Stalin. It it's one of the biggest, it's actually the biggest Swiss law firm. And he had a mentor who was a specialized person in the tokenization space. So our notary knows a lot about this asset class, knows a lot about this business model, not specifically our business model, but a lot about tokenization. And he's worked with a ton, a ton of companies on tokenization. And they were having drinks with him after some of the work they did. And the notary mentioned that he is extremely excited about what TCFX is building and the vision behind it. And he believes that we are positioning ourselves in the best time possible in this market because it has a ton of potential and we're, we're right, right in the perfect slot, like right at the perfect time, ready in the market. So this was a very huge vote of confidence coming from someone that has worked in one, actually the largest law firms in Switzerland. So uh, pretty huge, pretty huge. And um, if you thought that piece of news was huge, you're not ready for the next one. Um, Ax and Tony had a call with KOB, which stands for kind of blue. And that call happened yesterday. Um, and this is a project which... Um, Michelle Konizinski is working with and he's helping them out. Um, he's part of that and he mentioned that that project is looking to raise 500,000 Swiss francs and, um, it is highly likely and we're not going to, we're going to let you know how that goes, but it's very much possible that the discussions are already underway that they might be using TCFX to raise funds. Um, so just so you know how big this is, um, Michelle Konizinski, again, 
one of the co-founders and actually the the big brain behind uh, WeSeed, which is one of the largest and one of the first crowdfunding platforms in Web2 in the world, is working with a project. And that project wants to raise funds on TCFX. And that's about 500,000 Swiss francs. So those of you know how big this is, no. So if you... <laughs> If you haven't gone in and bought your Leons yet, there's a, a pre-sale supposed to open up again tomorrow. Um, we're going to continue. Just a reminder, pre-sale is going to continue to open every Thursday. Um, and the way we're doing it, there's no rush. We don't have a rush in anything. Whenever people have the funds and want to participate, we just wanted to keep this open for our early supporters and Leon family members who have joined us on the way so that um, they can keep accumulating because every week we're just bringing in news after news, partnerships after partnerships. It's it's crazy. So that KOB news is kind of huge. So look out for announcements once that is sort of official. Um, if you want to check out Kind of Blue, um, you can go to Kind of Blue, K I N D O F B L U E dot F R. Uh, they're developing a new way to recycle used glasses and transform them into sand that is used um, to filter water. And connecting with them felt really good, according to Alex Antonio. The founder's daughter was the same intake um, at the university uh, with Alex. So um, that's kind of a huge connection. Uh, you know how college connections go. These guys stick together. So um, Alex, uh, I think Antonio went to the same university too. Um, these both, these guys went to one of the best universities in Switzerland. Um, so they have some incredible like alumni, list of alumni. So um, it's really cool. Um, that they got to connect with them. And the reason I shared the website with you is you guys can do your own research, check out the project. Um, and I'm 100% sure I haven't even looked at it yet, but I'm going to after the roundup. But I already know if Michelle is involved with this project, he sees a ton of potential. So um, there's no doubts. This is going to be incredible. So fingers crossed, hopefully everything goes good and uh, we are able to work with them to help them raise funds through our platform. Um, moving along, um, Alex and Antonio are currently setting up the launching of the SRO license. And a quick reminder, the SRO license is again required for us to be able to raise funds and function the way we want to with our business model without cutting any corners. So um, as you know, as I shared in the past few roundups, with some cost cutting that we've done and um, some deliberation, we are able to go after the license ourselves so we don't have to rely on a third party and share some of the profit. Um, so everything remains in-house. So um, it just increases our timeline um, to receiving the license because I, I can't remember whether it's like a couple months or three months. It takes a little bit of time to get the license, but again, it's government work, it's deliberation. So it's kind of good that um, it takes that long because you don't want everybody to get that license. If it, if it was that easy, everybody would be getting it. So um, it's worth the wait and we want to do things the right way always. That's always been our motto and always been our vision and our value. Uh, proposition. So um, that's why you guys are here. That's why we have built what we've built because 
we're not here for quick gains. We're here for the long-term return and sustainable returns. And it only comes with doing things the right way. So the SRO license, um, so one of the things that is required for getting that license is KYC. Um, so currently, Alex and Antonio are working with J JB, who are going to be um, uh, working with us. And we're working to figure out and find a KYC provider um, so that we can find the best pricing possible. And as you know, even if whatever pricing they find, Alex and Tony are going to find a way to uh, negotiate even further. So they have a call set up with Synapse. Um, actually, they had a call yesterday, and um, they have another call for next week. And they're pretty excited about the next call, so hopefully um, they can slate out a deal that works out good for us because KYC is extremely expensive. So it could eat into our profits if we don't um, do this right. So there's a lot of research that is being put into uh, finding the right KYC provider and finding the right payment plan so that we can find maybe a deal which is flexible so that as we grow the business, uh, we can change the pricing or something like that. So um, it'll be nice to find somebody that understands what we're trying to build and supports us through it. Um, so those were all the updates for this week. As you notice, every week we're moving forward. There's something new every week. You don't hear the same thing for two weeks straight. So that should just remind you that we are moving really fast and we're very excited and we're, we're crazy aggressive about this because the sooner we hit the market with our product, um, we're touching every aspect of it. We're talking about regulations. We're talking about projects that want to raise funds. We're talking about strategic partnerships for the different aspects of the business model. All of those things are going on hand in hand. So if you get a second, always, always tag Alex Antonio. Thank them for all the hard work they're doing behind the scenes because these guys are crazy busy. Like when I talked to Alex, like he was getting back from his dad's restaurant. Like he was still like out of a meeting, getting into another meeting. And within that, we were able to catch up. So these guys are busy. Make sure you tag them. Thank them for all the work they're doing because this is insane. Like I am so proud to be a Leon. Like I'm proud every day to be a Leon, but the updates that these guys have every week is just phenomenal. Moving along to our market updates. Um, as you know, I start off with the bad stuff and then I go on to the good stuff. Um, so starting with the bad stuff, I don't know if it's kind of bad, but it's it's both. Um, banking collapses, as I mentioned last week, First Republic Bank was kind of looking shaky. Their stocks stopped trading. Um, it was halted because of uh, just tons of volatility. They had dropped like 60% in a day. Officially, First Republic Bank has been seized by the Fed. And it has been, um, I mean, I shouldn't say handed over, but because they say that it was an honest and open um, auction system. So I guess there's no transparency in how the auction system worked, but we just have to trust the Fed when they said that. Um, so JP Morgan has bought up first uh, Republic Bank's $104 billion worth of deposits. Um, another bank, another regional bank that has fallen to another bigger bank. So bank consolidation keeps happening. There's a couple other banks that are looking shaky. 
Um, don't want to name them right now, but um, next week would probably be a time if uh, we'll be able to see if they go under because they're both of their stocks are again down thirty to forty percent over a day, which is unusual for banking stocks. So we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, um, a president of the United States, Joe Biden comes out and has said that the banking system has never looked stronger than this. So the level of delusion is just funny to me. Um, or he just thinks everybody's just stupid, um, because banking system isn't, isn't stable right now. And the biggest reason is, um, that, uh, the interest rates are continuing to increase. Uh, people are getting a bigger return on bonds and money markets. So if you're getting four to five percent um, in a money market or in bonds in general, why would you put your money in a bank savings account? So everybody's pulling out their money from the banks, not because they don't trust the banks. It's because they're not getting enough interest. They know inflation is high, so they're trying to beat inflation. So uh, banks are losing deposits and banks work on fractionalized banking. So when people together take out their money from the bank, banks collapse. It's that simple. Um, so don't want to talk too much about that because that's just traditional banking. I hope they stabilize this in a way. Um, I know they bail out the depositors, so I guess that's okay. But um, if you have money in regional banks, just a friendly reminder spread out your deposits in some of the bigger banks because who knows which bank goes down next. And again, nothing to panic like crazy, but again, just be sure that you don't have your money stuck in just one bank. Um, uh, next piece of news. This is huge, guys. This is big. This is what we need to focus on right now because this is where the industry is going. Consensus 2023, which is, uh, I think it's a conference held by Coindesk, which is one of the biggest media groups uh, for cryptocurrencies and, and digital assets. Uh, Consensus has been around since 2015, and it is, it is one of the big, biggest um, conventions and conference for uh, digital assets. It is where El Salvador announced that they're going to make Bitcoin a legal tender. This is where all the big people come to make big announcements. So it was important for me to cover consensus uh, because I'm not sure if everybody, I don't know how many people were able to attend it. I think it was hosted in um, Austin. I could be wrong, but I think it was in Texas somewhere. Um, it was strategic because Texas has been pushed as a uh, crypto haven. Um, they want to have pro-crypto regulations there, much like Florida. Um, so Consensus had a lot of, lot of big announcements and a lot of good panels that were discussed. So I'm going to start off with the highlights. Um, so the biggest highlight was on the, on the side of regulations. So um, Patrick McHenry, who's I think the chair of the House of Financial um, House Financial Committee, he said that there has been two hearings that have happened in parallel, um, both on the House Service Committee and the House Agricultural Committee, and both of these committees are going to work together in the next two months to come up with a comprehensive digital asset. Uh, regulatory uh, framework. And that is going to be a bill that will potentially, and he sounded extremely confident when he said this, 
um, that he is kind of confident that this will be signed into law before the end of the year by the president. I like to take things uh, with a grain of salt whenever it comes to senators, but Patrick McHenry, if you remember when I covered uh, the hearing where Gary Gensler was grilled, uh, he put him in the spot. Uh, he basically asked Gensler point blank, like, tell me, um, you keep saying that the regulations are clear and companies need to come and register. Tell me if Ethereum is a security. And as you know, Gary Gensler kept dodging the question. So he knows, like he knows what Gary Gensler is up to. He knows what Elizabeth Warren is up to with her anti-crypto bill. By the way, funny story, um, Elizabeth Warren wa was working on an anti-crypto bill and she was creating an anti-crypto army. Well, funny story, nobody wants to co-sponsor that bill with her. So I guess um, that should be a sign for her to know that uh, how far off she is on crypto and how less she understands or... I don't know. I'm no speculator, but she should understand by now that there's a reason nobody wants to co-sponsor her bill, uh, because that is anti-innovation and anti-American in a way. So um, anyway, she hasn't gone down in flames yet. She just uh, she mentioned that she will try to redraft the bill and come back after a while. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, coming back to consensus, next big piece of news came from Venmo. So Venmo, um, the daughter company of PayPal, it has over 2 million users across the United States. It's used for peer-to-peer -peer money transfer. And um, they announced that they will allow fiat to crypto payments and also allow crypto transfers from um, Venmo to other wallets, external wallets. And this feature is coming in May. So sometime um, this month, they should be coming out with this feature. So uh, again, 2 million people onboarded into crypto just like that. So adoption is getting crazy, guys. I am super excited. Uh, Venmo is kind of huge. For those of you that live in the United States, they know how big Venmo is. Millennials use Venmo to send each other like money. Uh, for like, hey, I you got me tacos, here the, here's the $5, and it's instant settlements. Um, they kind of do some, no, it's not shady, but like it's like a Band-Aid kind of situation. So it's not really instant settlements. It's still working on the old like FC8 settlement thing. So t still the money still takes three days, but you get your money instantly. So um, that's kind of good that Venmo is jumping into crypto and you will be able to uh, send crypto from Venmo to other wallets in May. So that's exciting. Uh, Google Cloud announced um, that they are getting into a strategic partnerships with Polygon Labs. Again, the company, um, the development team behind Polygon, the layer two on Ethereum. Uh, Google Cloud has said that they will be working with Polygon Labs to accelerate uh, decentralized application development on Polygon. So that's kind of huge. So they will be their crowd, cloud providers so people can easily spin up test environments and be able to test out their apps. Developers don't need to like wait around to get testing space. So that will be huge. More development leads to more adoption, leads to better apps, better security. Everything's just good when developers can easily test things before uh, sending it off to production. So um, 
Next up was Jeremy O'Leary, the CEO of Circle, the company behind the stablecoin USDC. Uh, he unveiled that Circle has been working on a new way to transfer USDC between different blockchains. So this is a technology that will slowly replace bridges. So right now, if you want to send USDC across different blockchains, you have to use a bridge. And those of you that have been following the space, bridges are kind of centralized and they, um, they have been hacked a lot. I believe there's been more than $1.5 billion of losses in bridges overall in the last year. So this is kind of good. This is good for adoption because um, you will be able to send your USDC across. Let's say you can go from Ethereum to uh, Avalanche to, I don't know, some other chain uh, without the use of bridges, which will be nice. Um, next big piece of news came from uh, Franklin Templeton, which is a $1.5 trillion asset manager. I'm going to put that out again. It's $1.5 trillion with a T uh, asset manager. They have put one of their funds on the Polygon chain. So tokenization, guys, I'm telling you, everything will be on the blockchain. All the stocks will be on the blockchain. All the bonds will be on the blockchain. Your house will be on the blockchain. Your rental agreement will be on the blockchain. Your car license plate will be on the blockchain. Everything. So Franklin Templeton putting one of their funds on the Polygon chain. Polygon is just going nuts. They're just partnering left and right. Um. The next piece is coming from MasterCard. So the, the VP, I think he's the VP of cryptocurrencies uh, department or digital asset department in MasterCard. MasterCard is going all in, all in on crypto, much like Visa. So they announced that they have been working on a protocol called Crypto Credential Services. So... So this crypto credential service is basically uh, going to allow people um, to create cross-border payment solutions using Web3 um, and paving a way for easier development because this standard that MasterCard is building can be considered like a protocol, just like you have TCP IP on the internet. And it lets you create some, it has some standards that you can use to transfer information across the internet. MasterCard is creating crypto credential so that they can have a framework that others can easily use to meet all the regulatory compliance requirements to create cross-border payments. And one of the biggest um, use cases of crypto, as you know, is cross-border payments, like easy and cheap and quick, transparent cross-border payments. Right now, when you send money cross-border, you have to wait for three to five days. There's no visibility. They just tell you when the money gets there. Um, but you can, when you look at Amazon, you order something, you can track your package from the warehouse down to your house. Like it tells you everything, like when the package gets on the bus, where's the bus, when it gets to your house. Same thing you can do. Um, Ripple is working on that technology. They're already in production. Bunch of companies are already using them. Central banks are using them. Uh, you can track your money much like you can track your Amazon package now. And that's all because of blockchain. So MasterCard is only going to help 
expedite some of that process so people don't have to people that are wanting to build technology they can focus on technology and this protocol can take care of the regulatory requirements because there's anti-money laundering and know your customer stuff um, so people can easily hook up to these uh, these services and avail the benefits of those so that's just good for adoption overall so I'm pretty excited about that Next piece of news, uh, as you know, Coinbase is in litigation with, uh, they've technically not really, they're not really in litigation yet, but they have put out a public statement saying that if the SEC sues them, they're willing to fight the SEC. They've also sued the SEC to get some information out of them. So they're, they're on the offensive. And they've also been telling Congress that, hey, if you don't pass some good laws, we're going to move out of the U.S. And the first step to doing that was getting the license in Bermuda, which I shared with you a couple of weeks ago. Um, what Coinbase has done is they have officially launched, as of yesterday, I believe, um, a Bitcoin and Ethereum perpetuals, um, which will be settled in USDC. And this will be for all the jurisdictions outside the United States. So people outside the U.S. can participate in this. Uh, and they plan on expanding the product suite as they keep going. So they're pretty aggressive. Um, they're not scared of anything. And I like that they're being on the offensive because it's showing that they don't really rely on one country for their business. So um, good for Coinbase. Kind of puts pressure on Congress as well. Uh, it's kind of nice that Patrick McHenry said that the law, uh, the bill would be ready within two months. So let's see. The clock is on. I kind of don't trust like government people when it comes to deadlines. So maybe two to three months, four months, anytime. If, if I will be very happy if this thing gets here before the end of the year, like I will be happy if something is ready by the end of the year, that to me would be success. Moving along, Vertune uh, is a asset manager. I think um, they are working on, uh, no, actually, they have they have released a list of an index fund. They've listed an index fund for uh, the top 10 cryptocurrencies by market cap. And that index fund has been listed on NASDAQ's Stockholm Exchange. So the top 10, starting from Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, down to, I think, Polkadot, uh, BNB. Um, the top 10 cryptocurrencies will be... Uh, in this ETP, exchange traded product, um, this will give people uh, access. So people that buy this funds will automatically get access to the top 10 cryptocurrencies, which is amazing because most people don't understand the difference between the different cryptocurrencies. So this will be a good way for them to get crypto exposure without having to do any research on individual, um, what do you call them? cryptocurrencies because not everybody has the time to sit down and uh, read the white paper of every cryptocurrency that is out there um i guess i'm a nerd i like doing that i like to pick my own investments in this industry but not everybody has the time that's why etfs are such a big uh such a big driver of stock market because if you want exposure to any kind of thing you can buy an etf and you can get exposure to it and i think once the regulations get here in the united states ETFs for crypto are going to be huge. Like if you want, let's say, access to Bitcoin mining, so you can buy a ETF that will give you access to the top 10 Bitcoin miners in the US or something. Or if you want access to DeFi, you could buy an ETF that will give you top 10 DeFi protocol access. If you want access to gaming, 
there's going to be an ETF for gaming uh, cryptos. If you want access to um, just uh, smart contract ones, there'll be an ETF for just smart contracts. So all of, I think ETFs will be the next big step in crypto adoption. Technology is great, but until people can get access to large blankets of cryptocurrencies based on the use cases, I think it's going to be a little challenging to get the average person involved because that's what people are used to. People are used to ETFs. And if you give them a product in that domain, I think it will help with mass adoption. Um, with that, um, to close out, I, you know me, I always try to close out with something really cool, something really nice, something heartwarming. Um, this piece of news is coming from the small, small, small country, a neighboring country of India. Um, I've always wanted to visit Bhutan. So uh, Bhutan, by the way, has has been low-key accumulating Bitcoin. Who would have thought? Out of all the countries in the world, uh, the government of Bhutan, I think some, some uh, politician came out and said that they have been accumulating Bitcoin from the price point of five thousand dollars, I'm just gonna rem uh, I'm just gonna remind you this again. They have been accumulating Bitcoin since it was five thousand dollars, and just last year, Bhutan has spent five percent of its GDP, which is hundred and seventy-five million dollars, which is still a lot of money, by the way. They have spent five percent of their GDP last year to buy Bitcoin mining equipment. I'm going to repeat that. They bought Bitcoin mining equipment worth 5% of their GDP. 5% is a huge number for any country. And how do they power these Bitcoin mining equipments, you might ask? Bhutan is a huge hydroelectric country. So it's all renewable. That's their goal. They want to make it renewable and they want to mine more Bitcoin. And they're holding it in their treasury. They're not selling. They're just accumulating. So if country like Bhutan can understand this, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure more countries are looking into this. So um, that's what I wanted to close out with because, as you know, everything that I've shared with you so far, from our project to the market, I again. I will never share price predictions. I will never give you financial advice. I only give you the news. My job is to keep you educated. Um, and as you know, everything is looking positive. Everybody's building. All the traditional players, all the big companies, all the funds, they're all moving to the blockchain. Governments are moving into the blockchain. Um, so more and more governments I know are going to put more and more of their GDP into Bitcoin mining because there's, it just makes too much sense. Like all the energy that's wasted around the world in flares and, um, just solar or hydro, everything can be used to mine Bitcoin. So it's just good for everybody. I cannot tell you how bullish I get every week with all these updates that I work on for you. Just, just on the project side, not even the market, just on the project side, um, it doesn't matter what's happening in the market. We keep building, we keep creating these, uh, opportunities for ourselves to be successful. And that is the sign of a successful project. Um, if you have so much to share every damn week. Um, so, um, want to say, I love you all. I am so grateful to be part of the Leon family and I know we're going to do incredible things together. And, um, I want to wish you all a good morning, afternoon and evening, whatever time zone you're in. And I wish you all a wonderful day.
and I will see you all next week. Bye.